Well, a very good morning to you. Um, my reading this morning, or one of my readings this morning, was from Psalm 73. And, and I want to read that psalm to you this morning. It was written by a man called Asaph. Now, I know very little about Asaph. I had to go to my Bible dictionary to discover just exactly who Asaph was. And I've got my Bible dictionary right here beside me to help me to give you the some of the information, at least, that we have about Asaph. And what I do know is he was a descendant of Gershom, and he was of the tribe, the son of Levi, of the tribe of Levi. So what I do know about Asaph is that he was a, a priest, but I also know that he was a musician, he was a singer, and I also know that he was a poet. And the other piece of information that I have here in front of me is that he was a seer. In other words, he was a prophet. So what I do know about Asaph is he was a very godly man, a very religious man, a God-fearing man. And it was this man, Asaph, that wrote Psalm number 2073. And so I'm going to take time this morning to read it to you. And if you've got a Bible, you might want to just follow me as I read it. I'm reading from the New Living Translation this morning, a translation that I, I really do quite enjoy reading in my uh, daily readings. So here's Psalm 73, written by Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My foot was slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They are not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens, and their words strut out throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know? they ask. Does the Most High even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had already spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. 
I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Now, I think if I was to stop there, and maybe you were to go and get your Bible and read Psalm 73 on your own, you really would be blessed just reading it. Because you'd discover, as I discovered this morning, as I was sitting reading, is that my heart is a very, very confused place. I really do admit to that to you this morning. My heart sometimes can be full of praise and worship. And sometimes this heart of mine can be full of doubt and insecurity. So our hearts are, conf are confused. We can't always trust our heart. <clears throat> and one of the difficulties is, is trying to discover exactly what our hearts are. What does the Bible mean when it speaks about our heart? I mean, clearly, and I think even a casual reader will understand that it doesn't mean uh, that vessel, that muscle in our bodies that pump um, blood around our bodies. We, we know it doesn't mean that. But certainly in the Western world, what the heart appears to mean is a place, it's a, a storehouse, if you like, of affection. It's a storehouse of love and purity. It seems to be, according to our thinking, it's a storehouse of goodness, of peace, of affection, of sympathy. Our hearts, according to what we are encouraged to believe, are good places. And yet, when we read in Psalm 73 about Asaph, that was not the case with his heart. It was in his heart that he had confusion and doubts about God. It was in his heart that he questioned whether he should remain a, a God-fearing man or whether he should join the wicked. Because it seemed to him the wicked were getting a better life than he was. They were prospering. They seemed to be happy. They seemed to be healthy. And he really was confused and wondering if he'd really got things right. His heart when you wrote this psalm or this song, was in turmoil. So really, what is our heart? What does the Bible mean when it speaks about our heart? Well, I'm hoping that we're going to discover just a little bit about that this morning. Now you will hear, you possibly have said that you love somebody with all of your heart. I'm sure you've said that. And I'm sure you've meant that. It's the same heart that the Asaph is talking about in Psalm 33, by the way. You possibly like me, and you've said that you absolutely love ice cream and strawberries. Same word. 
coming from the same heart. So you can see just how confused we can be about this hearts of ours. Just what is it? What is this storehouse that the Bible refers to as heart? Well, there are other readings that we can have that will enlighten our, our thinking about, about our heart. And I'm just searching about for some quotations this morning that I can maybe help you to, to read. For example, in Jeremiah, here's something that the Bible says about the heart. It says the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. My word. That's what the Bible says about our heart. The words that it uses are dreadful words. It's deceitful and desperately wicked. Now, I'm sure you're like me and you don't like that. I'm sure you're like me and you might even think, well, I'm not like that. Other people might be like that. But this is the description that the Bible gives of our hearts. It's above all things deceitful and wicked. Now, what on earth does that mean? Well, what does deceitful mean? Well, it really means not being 100% honest. That's really what it means. We can say to our loved ones that we love them with all of our hearts. And then we have to ask ourselves, well, is that really absolutely true? Do sometimes I not find them nuisances and pests and sometimes might even think, I wish they would go away and find homes of their own. Ever said that? Where does that come from? Well, according to the Bible, it comes from this heart of ours. It's deceitful. But you know, the thing that it deceives is not other people necessarily. The thing about our hearts is it deceives us. We can actually deceive ourselves to be thinking that we are all right, that we're really good people, we're really nice people, we're really sinless people, or at least we don't really do very bad sins. We're really fairly good. We're not the worst of sinners. But that's a deception. Because you know what the Bible says? We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And if we think differently, we're being deceived. And it's our hearts that are deceiving us. And so we've got to be very careful about how we think of our hearts. That's what the Bible says, our hearts are deceitful.